0: In the opening hours of a mission to wartime Europe in July 1918, Franklin Roosevelt, then thirty-six and working for the Navy Department, looked over a typewritten memorandum for assistant secretary to discover what was in store for him in London. Reading the schedule's description of his evening engagement for Monday, July twenty-ninth, Roosevelt learned that he was to dine at a function given for the Allied ministers prosecuting the war. Hosted by Effie Smith, the government minister and good friend of Winston Churchill's, the banquet was held in the Hall of Gray's Inn in London. It was a clear evening, the wind was calm, and Roosevelt and Churchill, the forty-three-year-old former First Lord of the Admiralty who was then Minister of Munitions, mingled among the guests below a portrait of Elizabeth I. What were Roosevelt and Churchill like on this summer night? Francis Perkins knew them both in these early years— A progressive reformer, the first female member of a president's cabinet— Roosevelt would name her Secretary of Labor after he was elected in 1932— Perkins saw their strengths and their weaknesses. She first encountered Roosevelt in 1910 at a tea dance in Manhattan's Gramercy Park. Perkins was a graduate student at Columbia, already immersed in the world of social causes and settlement houses. Roosevelt was running for the State Senate from Dutchess County— There was nothing particularly interesting about the tall, thin young man with the high collar and pants ney, Perkins recalled. They spoke briefly of Roosevelt's cousin Theodore, the former President of the United States, but Perkins did not give this Roosevelt a second thought until she ran across him again in Albany a few years later. She watched him work the Capitol, tall and slender, very active and alert, moving around the floor, going in and out of committee rooms, Rarely talking with the members who more or less avoided him, not particularly charming, that came later. Artificially serious of face, rarely smiling, with an unfortunate habit, so natural that he was unaware of it, of throwing his head up. This, combined with his pants nez and great height, gave him the appearance of looking down his nose at most people. Later, the toss of the head would signal confidence and cheer. In the young Roosevelt, it seemed, Perkins said, slightly supercilious. She once heard a fellow politician say, "'Awful arrogant fellow, that Roosevelt.'" Perkins had also spent time with Churchill when she visited pre-World War I England. He was, she recalled, a very interesting, alert and vigorous individual who was an intellectual, clearly. Churchill, she would tell President Roosevelt years later, "'Is this kind of a fellow?' YOU WANT TO BE CAREFUL. HE RUNS AHEAD OF HIMSELF, OR AT LEAST HE USED TO. HE WAS STUBBORN, PERKINS SAID. SO SURE OF HIMSELF THAT HE WOULD INSIST UPON DOING THE THING THAT HE THOUGHT WAS A GOOD THING TO DO. HE WAS A LITTLE BIT VAIN. HE THOUGHT PEOPLE WERE OLD FUDDY-DUDS IF THEY DIDN'T AGREE WITH HIM. HER BOTTOM LINE? HE'S PIG-HEADED IN HIS OWN WAY, PERKINS SAID. HE'S OFTEN RIGHT AND BRILLIANT, BUT... BUT SHE LEFT THE SENTENCE UNFINISHED.